What's up, everyone? Welcome to Life Experiences with Eric Bensoncourt. And I'm Eric Bensoncourt. Today, I'd like to talk about hobbies. How to get into them, what's the pros and cons of hobbies, uh, what I consider hobbies, and what somebody may not other consider hobbies. Uh, just There's all different sorts of hobbies. How can I get into hobbies? That's the biggest question. When I'm doing a hobby and someone's not really into it, but they're really interested in that hobby, but they're scared to get into it, that's when, you know, I get a lot of the same questions. It's kind of like, man, isn't that going to hurt me? Or isn't that, like, like, how do you know the rules? Or what are the rules? Or how much money does that cost to get into that? And what I always usually say is, you know, do your research. Any hobby you get into. So, like, I don't like calling martial arts my hobby. I don't like calling it my career. It's just my life. It's what I do. It's what I do on an everyday basis. It's how I live my life. But, you know, outside of that, most people will call it hobbies. So when they're looking at it, they're wondering, like, man, how can you put your body through that all the time? I was like, well, be safe about it. Don't do anything reckless, anything stupid that will hurt you or hurt someone else. Um, the goal is to, you know, be physically fit, physically ready, mentally uh, ready, uh, spiritually ready to handle someone trying to attack you or harm you. And sometimes you're going to have your hiccups. You're going to get hurt, but the what you want to avoid is getting injured. So... The hurt kinds of brush burns and cuts and a little bit of bruises here and there. But an injury like a broken arm, a broken leg, stuff like that, that's not... It's common that it happens, but you, you're not looking for that to happen to you or you trying to do that to someone else within the martial arts community. The majority of people just want to learn it to protect themselves. That's the majority of people. You do have about, I say, 25% of the martial art community are into fighting and trying to fight other people and just trying to break other people down. But other than that, 75% of the martial art community is really based upon self-improvement, discipline, trying to learn about themselves, uh, and get be a better person overall. That's what I run into majority of the time. So I, I can only go off of what my reality is and how I'm going around and teaching or learning from others and people are doing the same with me and back and forth. That's what I experience. I do run into that guy, a one out of a hundred that runs into me and they want to prove themselves. And I used to be a guy like that in the beginning of my martial arts career where I, when I first started, it was just like I had to beat up everybody to prove to everybody that I'm amazing. And now it's, eh, whatever, dude. Okay. Yeah. You'll beat me up. Good job. Have fun. Yep. Yep. You'll beat me up. Good. It's not about beating someone. Now it's about surviving for me in martial arts. It's about trying to survive the next day i want to win i want to beat this guy but i'm not looking f to fight this guy if he starts something i need to survive that fight if he starts something i need to conquer over that individual but if he don't start something i'm not looking for it that's basically the idea with my hobby which i don't like calling it a hobby but a lot of people call it a hobby i call it my life 
but that's just what it is. Uh, but you have other hobbies. Like I like bows. I like shooting bows and arrows. Love them. Absolutely love shooting my bow. But I don't hunt that much at all, really. I probably hunted once, twice maybe, twice. I wouldn't even really call that a hunt. It was more like me shooting and missing. Uh, but I just like shooting my bow. It's fun. I don't try to be too competitive with it. If I want to be competitive with something, I will be competitive with my martial arts. That's what my life is about. If I want to actually beat somebody and feel like, okay, I'm going to find someone who can, who looks challenging, who, lo who looks like they can beat me, and I want to beat that person, and then, you know, build myself up and get better, that's where my competitiveness comes from. But if I'm shooting my bow... Nah, I'm not that competitive when shooting the ball. I just want to shoot it for fun. If I see someone like, oh, ha, ha, you, you missed the shot, you suck. Yeah, you know, a couple hundred other shots. I'll get better and I won't miss those. You know, I'm not looking to beat everybody with my bow. I'm just looking to get better at my bow. And that's it. And if anything ever happens, I know I can hunt with my bow. And I, if I need to feed my family with it, I can feed my family with it. So that's how I'm looking at when I'm using a bow or something. Metal detecting, same thing. I'm not competitive with metal detecting. I'm just going out looking for stuff. It's more of like a per self-personal thing than a, um, than a competitive thing. And I find a lot of maybe older adults don't want to be within that competitive round. Uh, even some younger uh, kids, maybe in their teens... They may not want to be competitive yet until they get to learn it. So they get scared within that competitive realm and everyone's competing against each other. They're not going to thrive off that competitiveness. They're going to thrive off of self-preservation. Uh, so they're trying to learn how to survive and get all that. And then they get that competitive nature a little later when they feel confident in themselves. Not everyone is born with amazing sets of confidence. So that's why I understand where some hobbies they look at and they're like, nah, I'm not doing that. Nah, I'd rather sit alone in my house and watch TV and read a book or play a video game. And I, I do all those things. Uh, there's nothing wrong in those things. It's just I, I consider reading a book a hobby and I consider watching TVs or move, watching TVs, huh? Watching TV or watching movies a hobby. It's the same concept of, you know, you have a plot line. You're trying to figure out something. It's the same thing as me metal detecting. I'm learning. I'm learning about coils. I'm learning about the how to find different metals in the ground, how different dig postures, battery sizes, and you know uh, where should I dig? The history of what I'm digging and when I find something. That's the same thing as someone watching TV and they're learning about a character or a, a group of people and they're learning about that how that plot line is getting pushed forward and they're trying to be surprised when I dig up something I'm surprised I'm, I don't know what's down there and I'm like oh shoot a shotgun shell or a tin can yay you know it's different things it happens and so when people tell me like oh books are a better hobby for your brain I don't, I don't consider that. I consider that if you're reading 10,000 words, maybe 20,000 words in your book, and you're learning about whatever, and someone's reading 20,000 words in their video game, and they're learning the same amount within that world, there you go. 
they're still you're still getting educated in the same manner. So when some people tell me like, "Oh, I hate when people play video games" or something of that nature, it looks at me like, eh, "Oh, I don't agree with you. I really don't." Because to me, watching TV is the same thing as playing video games. Watching, reading a book, sitting down for hours and reading a book is the same thing as someone sitting down for hours and playing a video game. And that person playing a video game, he's moving his thumb a lot more. So, and hand-eye coordination is happening a lot better. Uh, reading a book. So, I, to me, there's argument there. And how I look at it, if your argument is really because you just don't like video games, okay. You just don't like video games. Congratulations. I don't like flying kites. I've tried it with my kids. We have fun with it. We fly kites every year. I don't like it, but we do it anyway. It's not. It doesn't harm me. I don't, I don't sit there and go, flying kites sucks. No, it's just I'd rather do something else. But I do it with my kids because they like it. So that's how I look at it. If you're not playing video games because you think it sucks, well, that's your opinion. Good job. There's a lot of things that actually do suck, but you're focusing on that. Whatever. With hobbies, you have your pros and cons. So I think this is a good segue to get into pros and cons. With pros, you're learning. You're acquiring something new. And with the good thing about learning something, it's exciting. It's awesome. You're like sitting there going, man, I never knew this about that coin, or I never knew this about that character. Or, wow, that character is very interesting. I never thought of making a character like this. Or flying a kite like that. Or shooting my gun like this. Or shooting my bow like that. But when it comes to the cons of that, is that where, how long does someone stick to that hobby? Is that excitement can drown out. That excitement when you it's all new and fun and games. And then after a year or two, you're like, oh, it ain't new and fun no more. Well, it's, it's different now. It's a more mature thing than just being new and exciting. It's not like you're jumping to new and excitement, new and excitement, new and excitement. That gets boring after a while. It drains you after a while, just new and excitement, new and excitement. You want to find a, a home. You want to find a place to communicate with others or a community. And so that's where I look at, like, when you first join a hobby, if your hobby is painting and you're getting bored by just painting by yourself, find a community to paint with. There's That happens all the time. A group of people come together just to paint and talk and the different brush, the, uh, brush strokes and uh, the paint and the colors, if you mix this with that and what type of paint and what if you use an oil-based, water-based, like... You will find, you'll get acquire more knowledge within that community that you probably have all by yourself. A lot faster, too. And that's what I dealt with with metal detecting. I joined the metal detecting club. I'm the youngest guy in that whole metal detecting club. There's nothing but older adults in that whole metal detecting club. So, and it's about 25 people maybe in there. But I learned on my first day being there. After they all got the shock, the initial shock of like, what is this young dude doing here? Is he going to rap us? Once that got over with, they were so open to understand that I'm into metal detecting. I just started, you know, I've, I've, I've done it for a year or two on and off. And I have no clue what's going on. They were so happy to teach and, you know, 
to see what I found, and I'm seeing what they found, and they're they're happy to teach me all their little tricks and gadgets and what I'm doing wrong and which, what settings I should be on and whatnot. That's exciting. But I know once that dies down, that excitement dies down, now is this is based off a of community. And the only way I found it was off the Internet. And the Internet could be a hobby, too. Is, uh, some people may not consider it, but just searching and redditing and memes and gifts and all of that, you could turn that into a hobby. People make Instagram into their hobby, taking selfies and all that. And when people talk about that to me, it's like, they're not doing anything harmless. They're just taking selfies. That's their hobby. Photographing themselves. They're a photographer. And they're trying to master the best way they can do that for the attention that they want to get the likes. It's not harming anyone unless they're doing it for uh, horrible purposes. But most of the time, they're not. They're just models or trying to just take pictures and get the interests of other individuals to acquire money or to acquire fame. That's a hobby. Some people can do that in a hobby where if you're not acquiring money and you're still doing that thing and you're putting money into it, it's a hobby. If you're not making money back, it's just a hobby. Until you make the money back, then you can turn that hobby into a career. That's basically how martial art went with me. I was teaching for free and, you know, I was just willing to give all the information out and all that. But then when I started, like, oh, man, I can make this into something more than just doing everything for free. And I still do a lot for free. It's just when I'm teaching one-on-one -on -one classes and I work for the YMCA, too. So I got a couple classes I teach in there. I do that, you know, to get paid. But then outside of that, I still, hey, Eric, can you have a minute? Can you talk to me about this? Yeah, let's talk about, you know, why your your jab needs to get a little better. Okay, yeah, I don't understand this kata. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's work on that. I'm more than happy to help people. And so for me, the career concept of my martial arts is not too appealing. I'm not trying to pay my mortgage off of martial arts. I have my own other job because of that. And I will go off of that job for that instead of trying to do what my passion and turn that into a career and make me hate my passion. Whole. And I see that a lot happen. Now, this is the con part of it. Every hobby has cons to it. People only like to focus on the, the, the pros, but the cons are, first, let's do the big one, money. People spend ridiculous amount of money on hobbies is because they make their hobby competitive. Now, if your hobby is not a natural competitive thing, why are you trying to make it competitive? So, martial arts is a competitive field, very competitive field. Even if it's competitive to yourself, to competitive to others. Uh, it gets very competitive because you're usually fighting other people or wrestling or training with other people and you want to be the best that you can be or better than that other individual. But if you're metal detecting, I don't get why some people are competitive with metal detecting. If I'm looking, if, if I have a device that can go four inches and they're like, yeah, my device goes 12 inches. Congratulations. You won the big dick competition. To me, it's not that big of a deal. So, okay, yeah, you, you could do it. Good job. I'll get there soon. This, my dick will grow to that size. 
Not yet. Right now, I'm not there yet. I'm only two to four inches deep in the ground. But you run into people who make it competitive. Painting. Oh, yeah, see, my brush, my brush strokes in my painting. People are buying my painting for $10,000 instead of your measly $50. Okay, dude. Congratulations. Have fun. Like, to me, when I get into a hobby, I already have my physical, demanding, challenging, uh, competitive hobby, which is martial arts. That's my life. That's what I love to do. So when I look into anything else, I'm not competitive in that thing. I want to win if we're doing sports, if we're doing something that is competitive. So if you're telling me, Eric, I can shoot better than you, and I go, yeah, whatever, let's go. Now we're competitive, and I want to win. But if I'm just in my backyard shooting for practice and just trying to, you know, group my arrows, or if I'm just trying to get the center, and then a friend comes and they're like, oh, yeah, man, look, I can shoot better than you. Not competitive really that much. I'm just shooting just to get better. I'm shooting so that my eyes, my body, my thing. But then, if you know, hey, Eric, you want to shoot later and really see who could, you know, get the best shot? Let's see if we could shoot this acorn off the bottle cap. Yeah, let's do that without dropping the bottle. You know, you put different notions. If you're playing card games, maybe you're just sitting in the back trying to build your deck. And then someone comes and you're like, you want to be competitive? No, but I like to test my deck and see if I can get it better. I don't want to be competitive. I'm not trying to build right now the perfect deck and beat you. I just want to make sure that it gets good and I can have fun with it. I don't try to be too competitive when it's another hobby. All my competitive is for martial arts. So that's the, the to me, is a very big con when it comes to money, is that competitive nature in money. Or the other route where people get addicted to their hobby, where they get so bad, they're, they're really sitting there going, should I pay my car loan or should I go buy another whatever? I just bought this new thing that works perfectly fine, but look at that thing over there. I just bought my bow that looks perfectly fine, shoots perfectly fine, but that new bow is green. I don't have it in green. Let me spend another $1,000. If you got it, good. But if you don't, don't do it. That's how I look at, you know, the cons of the money concept when it comes to hobbies. Now, another con is that it, it could physically hurt you. And what I mean by that, almost every hobby has a physical, if you're building with your hands, if you're using your hands, if, you're, if your posture's horrible in that hobby, you can hurt yourself. You can have a lower back issue, you can have knees issues, you can have neck issues, you can have wrist issues, hands issues. Like building, I like to build uh, Gundams or build models once in a while. And... Uh, you do, you're sitting there for three hours and you're looking in, your shoulders are up, your hands are nice and tight, your eyes are through a magnifying glass, and you're trying to build this thing, and that all can hurt your posture. You can feel it in your back, you can feel it. Same thing with exercising too much. If you're exercising, you could tend to harm yourself if your posture is not good. The first thing to go when you're fatigued is your posture, your form. 
So you start losing it. So you start slunching over a little more. You start maybe jerking a little more, and then you hurt yourself. Same thing with painting. The way you hold your paintbrush, the way you hold your paint, all of that, anything you do, you can hurt yourself because maybe you're doing it for a little too long or you can strain your eyes because you're looking at a book for too long or you get sleepy or you're looking at a screen for too long. These are the things that are the cons of that hobby. So whatever hobby you are doing, this is just purely general. So whatever hobby you're doing, there are cons. And that con could be a physical thing. Because if you're staying still for too long or if you're running for too long or every, con- every hobby has its cons. And so you want to find out what those cons are before you get into the hobby and figure out, am I willing to deal with that maybe five years down the line? One year. Am I, is that like my hands cramping up a little bit? Is that okay for this hobby that I, I have this passion for? So safety should be uh, something that you consider when you're picking the right hobby. So if you're skydiving, safety should be a good thing where you're like, okay, I don't want to jump in that plane because it looks like it's going to crash. Let me get a plane that actually, you know, that I can at least make it into the air. Now look at your your parachute. Okay, my parachute has tears in it. Don't be reckless. Like, be safe with your hobby. And that's what I try to tell people anytime they do something. This is dancing, if it's fighting, if it's whatever. Be safe. Be with a safe distance. Learn safely. Learn from someone who can teach you safely. If even you're learning from YouTube... Study that video. See where their feet are planting. See where their hands are at. Try to mimic that individual. Try to read up on it. Try to get as much knowledge as you can because at any hobby, you can hurt yourself. So you have your money. You have your competitivism. You, competitivism. You are uh, competitive. And you have your safety. These are the big three cons that I look at when I'm doing any hobby. Like, if I'm metal detecting and I'm out there and someone's dog is running at me, maybe I should have asked for permission to be on that lawn. But I just learned that now that, like, oh, everywhere I go, I just can't start digging up places. To me, it just never crossed my mind. I was just, oh, man, there's stuff in the dirt. Let me go dig over here. And the guy's like, hey, you know, that like, you can't dig there. I'm like, oh, okay, shit. I didn't know I couldn't dig here. Learning everything you know you do has its cons and pros. So that's how I look. If you have addicting a personality, be careful when you get into something because it may cost one dollar to get into that hobby. But if you do it a million times, now you just spent a million dollars on that hobby. So if you don't have that and you're going into debt or you're selling stuff that you need or you're not paying your bills, bad, bad hobby. And there's other hobbies. Drugs people go into. Ruin your life. So you got to look at it both sides of the coins when you're talking about hobbies. And I know some people is like, man, it's just painting. No, some people can spend a lot of money on paint. Some people can get ripped off too. That's another con when uh, you're doing hobbies and someone doesn't know what they're doing, but they're trying to teach you and charge you the money. And... It gets very bad. It deals with a lot of money concepts. So 
find a good mentor, find someone who can help you. If you are that mentor, find an apprentice that you can pass your hobby to. And that could be kids, grandkids, friends, neighbors. Uh, if they're not into it, don't get offended. It happens. People are not into it. You know, just move on with your day. Move on with your life. It happens. You know, there's so many people who are not into martial arts. And I talk to them about it. And they're like, eh, nope, don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, cool. I keep it calm. I don't care. I don't, like... I push it a little, like, hey, you want you want to join? Come give it a try. And they go, no, 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 I really don't want to do it. Oh, okay. And I drop it right there. I don't push any further because it can, you know, if they really don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. If they want to do it, they'll come around and do it. And so that's where another con concept comes in where you can have a lot of pushy people trying to push you into that direction of what they like. And then you find out, like, man, I really didn't like that, and I wasted time on this. Time is a valuable thing. So hobbies have this this construct of always being positive, and it sometimes is not. So you have to look at both sides of that coin, the positive and negative, because uh, you can ruin your life with some, some even the best hobbies you think. Where you're like, man, I'm doing everything, but you're so focused on the hobby and not focused on actual reality, your life, that actually your everyday life, what's going around on there. Yeah, that's basically what I learned from doing so many different hobbies. Uh, I, I craft, I do wood carving, I shoot my bow, I try all these different little hobbies to see what I liked, see what I didn't like. Uh, some of the stuff I just didn't like and, you know, I wasted a little bit of money and time, but I learned from it. So then I passed it on that knowledge to my next thing. Like I like shooting the bow, but I don't do it every single day. I just like shooting my bow when it's nice outside and it's very relaxing. Hitting that target feels good. That's it. When I do martial arts, it's a little bit more competitive. It's a little bit more, uh, about it's more competitive towards myself than to anyone else. Where oh, I think I could do this kata better. I think I could throw that punch better. I know I could get more push-ups out. I know I can do this or that better. Um, but when I'm doing like another hobby, it's more relaxation, more calm, or something of that nature. We did. I do so much crafts, hobbies with the kids. It's ridiculous. I try to you know do puzzles and perler beads and knitting and dream catchers and rock collection and painting and all of this stuff is to show my kids that you know you have all these other options out there you don't have to pick one right now but you have all these other options out there pick one like it and if you don't you can always go to some another hobby and i i know that sounds bad like well you're not teaching them to be stable and stay secure but also, if you don't sit in something if you don't like it. If you're not having fun, if you're not passionate, if you're not happy, you don't have to be in that thing. Uh, so, it's also discipline, too. If if it's beneficial, if it's beneficial to you, then maybe you should uh, stick in it. Because if just because you find it boring, it could be beneficial to your life. So that's where, you know, it gets a little complicated, but it's a hobby. It's your life. Um, I think everyone needs a hobby. I think everyone needs something off the side besides their their main. I know some bakers and some cooks 
who that's that becomes their career. And now you need something else outside of that. Now you need to do something outside of that because now that it became your career. And I always tell people to find something to do and enjoy it and just have fun. Even if it's new, just bird watch, something new, something different. And that's something completely different from your career, your big passion in life. So a hobby away from your hobby uh, just to get your mind reset. I'm Eric Benzicourt. And this is the hobby episode. So uh, if you have anything, uh, any comments or likes or anything like that, find me on a podcast or on YouTube. And uh, uh, on YouTube, I am Garage Dojo. And so look me up on YouTube and uh, leave some comments or send me an email off of my YouTube page or something. Thank you very much and uh, peace. And subscribe. I forgot to say subscribe. Subscribe. So, thank you. Peace.